I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Case File 19 of Microscope, the show that examines some of the world's biggest mysteries. This week we're heading into outer space with an extraordinary tale of the International Space Station amid the terrifying rumours that it's been taken over by aliens. I phoned up the International Space Station via satellite link and spoke to Francis Hamilton, who has worked as the caretaker of the ISS for the last five or so years. Francis' role as a caretaker is, as you might expect, usually mundane and uneventful. But that changed recently when stories emerged about how the space station appeared to have been targeted by shape-shifting beings not of this planet. I spoke to Francis about how true some of these rumours are, but the recording starts with me asking Francis if he enjoys being up away on the space station for such long periods of time. I love it. I haven't walked on uh, anything solid for years, and my feet are beautiful. I've got the softest, beautiful feet you've ever seen, because I bet your feet are all crusty and hard. You know, you're putting them in and out of shoes, (laughs) slippers. I don't worry about anything like that. My feet have regressed. I had my feet uh, sticking out of my bed last night, and uh, one of the uh, pilots thought they were babies' feet. They were so soft and beautiful. Do you miss anything about Earth? Um, I miss... Well, my favourite food is ice cream. Right. Up here, it's dry, powdery, and depending on what day it is, I either snort it up my nostril or uh, mix it with a bit of water and kind of make a little kind of polyfiller thing and then grate it into my mouth. Most of the foods you consume are sort of like powder-based. Everything's powder-based, apart from uh, tomatoes, which I'm growing on my windowsill. The window you have out to space. Yeah, I've got a little windowsill. Yeah. Uh, You know, they never put that in movies. How do you keep the soil in the window box and not floating around in what I can only imagine is a zero-gravity environment? Uh, It's nailed down. I get get the boxes nailed to the windowsill, but the soil and the tomatoes contained within, how do they stay there? Well, they don't, sadly. Right, so they, you basically you've got tomatoes and dirt floating around your window and your bedroom within the confines of the space station. Yes. Um, I, I'll get the newspapers still up here because I like to keep on top of everything. And you, get the, you get the newspapers. How often does a supply ship visit you? Once a week. Right, so you, what, uh, you read seven newspapers at once? Yes, and I'll read them in complete... Uh, I, I don't believe in uh, days of the week up here. It's a nightmare to um, keep 
keep up you're, the date with... Uh, you're reading them in a different order. Uh, you can't keep track of wars. One minute they're friends, the next minute they're not. Yeah, I think, I think, I think in a week you'd pick it up, though, wouldn't you? It's just it's sort of smaller stories that you'd find it hard to read developments on. Yeah, the smaller stories. Like, there was a meteorite, apparently. I don't know if you saw people taking pictures uh, saying, oh, you know, there's an eclipse or so- something's basically going past the sun and it's going to be dark. Isn't it amazing? It was actually one of my cherry tomatoes. You've been a caretaker on the space station for four years. Is it um, demanding work? Do you enjoy it? It's very hard work. I would like some help, but we can only fit about six uh, people up here. So uh, what I do is I uh, I basically keep the ship uh, uh, ship shape. <laughs> so like I wipe down the gym stuff. Uh, I clean the windows. Which is quite important when you've got soil and tomatoes floating about. Yes. Is it hard work trying to do all those tasks in a, in a, in a given day? Oh, it's, it's very hard work. Uh, my father was a um, caretaker for a school. Right. And he always came home and he, he, he was always crying about how hard it was because there were six classrooms, a staff room, uh, you know, assembly hall, etc., etc. Et and I told him on his deathbed, I told him, Daddy, you think you had it hard? Try doing it. Uh, you know, floating in the air. You visited him on his deathbed, so you came out to Earth for that. I flew down, yes, I got a day off. A day off? I filled out the paperwork. I said, I'm going to go see my father, he's not well, and I think I've been told that I need to go see him. They said, sure. So I flew down for about tw- 24 hours, and I just hovered about by his bed. I didn't go in, I just stayed at the window and said, uh, you know, father... I am carrying on the tradition that we have in our family of being caretakers. But let me tell you something, it's much harder work up there than it is down here. (laughs) You flew back for one day just to moan about how easy his life had been. I was not moaning. I was just, you know, he asked me how I was. He said, where have you been? I said, you know where I've been. His memory was going. I said, I'm up in the space station and I'm keeping it clean for the pilots. And he said, oh, well, there's only six of them. In my school, there were 400 children. You know, that's when he started really, uh, he started going and the nurses were running around. I said, I don't, I don't care, I'm going to finish this, Father. It's, it's bloody hard, what I'm doing. And uh, then I flew on. We never got on. And, uh, and why is it so much harder? Just because things are floating about? Well, yes, um, you know, if you're cleaning your house, you just hoover the floor. Uh, but in the space station, the floor is to your left, to your right, above your head, and also under your feet. I guess you say it's quite hard to keep this space station in tip-top condition. It's become even harder, based on the revelation that you've been saying a few days ago, that, how would you describe it, that extraterrestrial creatures have invaded and taken over aspects of the space station? Well, it all started when... Um, my paper boy, who usually brings me my papers... Um, paper boy, I think. <laughs> that's, a, that's quite a big euphemism for a man who's flying from Earth to space. To deliver, I imagine, other supplies and not just seven newspapers that you're going to randomly peruse. Well, he does bring... Yeah, he brings uh, food. Uh, he brings, uh, you know, supplies to keep us alive. But he also brings the papers. And as a joke, I'd call him my paper boy. Sure. Now, uh, he didn't like that. And um, about... It was about two months ago now. Uh, he stopped coming, and I didn't get my papers. I was going mad. I was really going mad. So uh, I, I wrote a letter down to Earth, and I said, look... How does that get posted if there's no physical transfer of items from the station to Earth? 
Have you ever seen uh, Batman? Which of its many, its many incarnations are you referring to? Well, basically, when Batman is needed, someone puts the thing up in the sky saying, uh, could you come and get us? Yeah. Now, the uh, space station is mainly covered in solar panels. So what I do is I write letters on tracing paper. I then go up, put the uh, letter uh, on the solar panel, yeah. And then uh, that the reflection is, is beamed down onto Earth. It reflects onto the desert in Houston. Yeah. And then there is someone whose job it is is to go out into the desert, find the letter, and then yeah. uh, write down what it says on the sand. Not an easy job, I imagine, given how fast the space station moves. <laughs> I think it orbits the Earth every 90 minutes, so I can only imagine that <laughs> you would have been quite good with a pen to jot down that message <laughs> as it beams across the desert. There's a lovely scheme which means that he can get a bike uh, and claim it back on the space station. Right. So he's actually... He's, actually, he's doing uh, all right. He's lucky. Yeah. He's, uh, that guy's lucky. Pedalling along at pace on a subsidised bike, furiously trying to jot down the message you've sent, complaining about your newspapers not being delivered for two months. Well, when you put it like that, you make me sound like a bit of a naughty boy. But I'm just trying to tell you uh, what my life is like up here, because no one knows. You complain about these newspapers not turning up, and then what is the reason for that? That Houston have got an idea that something untoward is going on at the space station? Well, you know, at first I just thought the guy didn't like me, he didn't want to bring me my papers, and uh, there we go. And I just had to deal with that. And I was far away from Earth, I couldn't ask anyone, uh, and there we are, suck it up. Then, basically, we started getting uh, deliveries from um, a new uh, mail force, so to speak. A new courier, a new type of spaceship. Yeah, we saw it coming along. And this spaceship didn't look like something that had come from Earth. First off, it it, it come in the other direction. Yeah, yeah from outer space. <laughs> yeah, it didn't come from Earth at all, this thing. No. We were watching it thinking, that's come backwards. That's come <laughs> yeah. the other way. Yeah. So we, we at first thought maybe it got lost and had to come round. No, this guy... This guy had been travelling for a long time to get to us. Spooky stuff. Spooky. So uh, I remember I was fast asleep and it was about 7am and he just knocked on my window. <laughs> he knocked on your window. I heard a knock on a window. Now, I can tell you, I think with absolute authority, that I have never heard someone knock on my window in space. Sure. Um, I lived on a very busy uh, main road, uh, and my yeah. We don't need we don't need you to juxtapose this with what is busy. We know you're in space, and that someone knocking your window is an unusual outcome. It's un. Thank you, thank you. It is unusual. So describe us. Describe then what you saw then through your window. <gasps> well, my God, it was a man about the size of a deodorant can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, airport travel sized or regular? Airport travel size, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I don't think he, I don't know how else he would have uh, got past anyone. He uh, he was uh, neon green, mm. uh, two beautiful, the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. I've never met Cleopatra. I've only heard of the legend that was. But my word, like Cleopatra's eyes, the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen on this yeah. man. Nice eyes. Uh, he had a centre parting, right. was wearing clogs, and he said, here's your papers, sorry about the delay. Now, my mind was blown. Sure. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. You know, I'm like, who is this guy? What's he, what's he even standing on? And he was just, what, floating slightly away from this craft that had come, as you say, from the other direction, not from Earth, but it felt, felt like from outer space. He was on one of those things. Um, they're down. They're down where you are. They're they're like a go kart, but you're st- you're stood up and you kind of lean forward. A Segway. 
<laughs> he was on like a Segway. And this and this was a sort of alien transportation method that allowed him to what to move around in space with nothing to push yourself off against. You need some sort of mechanism to to manoeuvre yourself around. Yeah. In the same yeah. way that sort of the astronauts have those sort of um, those. What do you call them? Yeah, I don't talk to them. I don't know what they wear. They don't like me. Uh, we keep our distance. They only let me clean when they're out of the room. Uh, we eat dinner separately, and uh, I won't let them read my papers, and they won't let me read theirs. Sure, it's a bit of a friction between you and the... Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. I want to sort of really get onto this tiny man who's talking to you from the window, but what, what started the friction between you and the other pilots, or has it just always been the case? Well, at first, they didn't like the cut of my jib. They said that I was up there just to clean and that they'd worked for 40 years to get to the position that they were in. 40 years? Uh, Yeah, it takes a long time to become an astronaut. And uh, they said, you're just a cleaner, you're just uh, dog's body work in the cargo and you just got to keep yourself to yourself. And I said, you know what, boys, fine. You know, if you're going to be like that, be like that. Um, Did that annoy you? It did a bit because I wanted their respect. Uh, also, space is very lonely, and so if you're up there with people that don't like you, it gets even lonelier, you know what I mean? That's why I like my papers. Did you notice any sort of real difference in the skill of being an astronaut? They've been training, as you say, for 40 years, you for not as long as that. It's a great question, actually. It's an absolutely great question, because in my mind, they're just floating about doing bugger all, you know? Uh, now and then they go out and they tap a solar panel and they come back in. Uh, you know, they turn a knob, you know, a bit like an oven, just they turn a few knobs. I'm like, I can do that, I can do that. Um, they, uh, there's no steering wheel. They're not even driving the thing. It just moves. Yeah. I, 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 they don't even... If I told them, oh, can we just go back? I've never seen Australia from up here. No, no, we can't go back. We, you've got to wait till we go round. So, oh, yeah, interesting, that. So who, who actually is driving this thing then, boys? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know, we are. Are you then? Right. Well, can we stop here? Because I need a piss. Uh, no, uh, we've got to keep moving. Oh, do right. we? Yeah, like a shark. We just have to just always move uh, forward. Oh, what, we can't just turn left here? No. Do you know what I mean? So, in the end, I'm just like, you know what? You sit over there, I'll sit in the cargo, and, you know, we'll agree to disagree. I guess it's critical that we get back to this, um tiny green man outside your window what does he do next he says he's got your newspapers but can you trust him well he's waving the newspapers he's like you know get it while it's hot all this kind of stuff read all <laughs> yeah. about it you know so i'm uh, i'm looking at him i'm blurry eyed i've just woken up and again I'm, I'm slightly confused but i thought well i did have a word of myself when i came up to the space station and i did think you know there might be a chance you'll meet someone like this so don't judge Give him a chance. And so you were you were pretty convinced in your head that this wasn't a trick. This was definitely an alien, some extraterrestrial that had come to to visit the space station. Well, that was confirmed when the doorbell went. There's a doorbell to the airlock. Yes. I, again, they do not show this on movies. Yeah. You don't see George Clooney, uh, you know, doing his shoelaces or or pressing a doorbell. You don't see any of that stuff. But it happens up here. Mm. So anyway, I'm looking at this little man. You know, just as I'm about to. You know, we're going to work out how to get my papers. The doorbell goes, so I go to the front door. I put the chain on, just in case. (laughs) Yep. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's about 16 of them there, and I went, right, yeah. who the hell are you lot? Do you know what I mean? Like, who are you? They said, uh, look, you know, we're the new postman, and uh, we're also going to help you clean. We've heard you're in a bit of trouble, uh, and uh, there's apparently this TV show down where you live on Earth that, you know, if someone's really messy, really cluttered, uh, they get these professional cleaners in, and they show them how to change their life. And they went, we'd like to do that for you. So, and then, you know, I saw the other bloke with the centre part, and he came back round because he'd been at my window. Yeah. Uh, and I went, I went, oh, you're here to help me? And they went, yeah, we, we just really want to get involved. So... I shut the door, thought about it. I could hear him laughing outside, you know, quite... Laughing? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. And I thought, oh, I'll let him in. So I took the chain off the door, I opened it, uh, they all walked in, shut the door, and uh, they made themselves very at home. I'll put it like that. What was the, what, what, what do they do first? Well, they all uh, jumped on my bed, jumping up and down, going, yeah, yeah, like, making this weird noise. I'm just like, oh my god, what am I going to do with you lot? Did you try and keep it a secret from the pilots, or did you tell them early on? Oh my goodness me, you think I'm telling the pilots? No way. Well, one of them came to my room and he went... It was out the front door. <laughs> yeah, he went, um, oh, is, is there a draft in it? Oh, did someone leave the front door open or something? Put a draft. Okay, there's an airlock behind it, surely. I suppose so. But I just went, uh, is there a draft? So I started, you know, I started looking around and I'm panicking because I'm like, I hope he doesn't recognise the 16 green babies I've got on my bed. Yeah. I was, you know, I didn't let him in my room. I'm just stood at the door going, is there a draft in here? I don't know. Uh, you know, and then uh, we went and checked the front door. That was locked. I was like, oh, I don't know, must be, must be the air comp. So he went up to the vents, and I went back to my room, and I said to my uh, green babies, I went, right, I like you lot. I actually really like you lot. I'm getting a nice energy off you lot, but y you've got to keep quiet, because I tell you, if the other, if the other people find out you're in here, they're going to go mad. Anyway, so they said, well, what are we going to do? I said, they never go into the kitchen. That's where I work. Let's go into the kitchen, and, uh, you know, you can stay there. So I brought them in. And you know like uh, in Mary Poppins when all the animals are helping her tidy and the birds grab the end of the tea towel and, you know, the yeah. deer comes in and licks the plates clean and all that? 
They were like that. They were flying about, tidying everything up, and I wept. So initially, then, these tiny little green aliens were quite a boon for your role on the space station, helping you tidy. Initially, initially, yes. But what happened? Things started taking a turn for the worse? Did the pilots ever find out about them? Well, they did find out about them, because, well, again, when I was sleeping, they just go always 100 mile an hour, um, and they're just always overexcited, and uh, basically, I, I went to sleep, I tucked them all in. Tucked them all in? To, what, to your bed? And, uh, no, I made little beds for them right. um, out of ice cream cartons. <laughs> sure, makes sense. So, 16 of them, yeah. and I put them all by the radiator, and I said, night-night, my beautiful babies. <laughs> <laughs> you keep calling them babies. You take well, them qu- no, they're not babies. They're like little green. Uh, no, sure, but you you you've, you were quite affectionate towards them initially. Well, yeah, I can't tell you how cute they were. They were just gorgeous little things, and they're just you know they're funny and they're playful, and they 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 don't give me a moment's peace. But you know, I, I, I yes, I took a shine to them and I cared for them a lot. I felt very paternal towards them. Yes. Sure. But anyway, I, uh, like I said, I put them to sleep. I uh, turned off the candle. Turned off the candle? Well, you can't light candles. It's like an, a fake electric. Candle. Yeah, look, yeah, it's one of those ones where you look at it and you go, I mean, I remember the first time I brought it onto the space station, the pilots went mad. They were like, you can't have fires going on here. And then I was like, boys, don't worry about it. I turned it upside down. They were like, Bleh! they couldn't believe that. And I went, <laughs> yeah. it's a switch. It's a switch. I thought right. you guys would have heard of them. Trying to, you know, a bit of a joke. They weren't having it. Anyway, so I turned off the candles. I said, night, night, my cherubs. Uh, my little green olives. Yeah. My little green cherries. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we, you've got some <laughs> nicknames for them. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I really like them. They're so adorable. My God, I, you, know, you just want to eat them. Anyway, I woke up the next morning. <laughs> what had happened? <laughs> oh, God. So I woke up the next morning. I look in their beds. They're gone. Right. Oh, dearie me. I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. I look out the window, of course, because, you know, maybe they, I don't know, they might be flying about, playing outside, I don't know. Yeah. No. Complete dark. Black. Sure. Space. Space. So I'm like, well, they're not there. Shit. Maybe they're in the kitchen. Maybe they're hungry. I'll come into the kitchen. Oh, my God. Cereal everywhere. They've been in there. They've been in there. They've had breakfast. They're up early. There's milk flying about everywhere. I think, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, I'm really tearing my hair out. You know, I'm like, my, my little apples, what have you done? So they'd help you tidy out the kitchen first, but now in the morning they've had food and made a mess of it again. Yeah, they'll help you out in the evening before you go to... Oh, they're brilliant at night. You know, they brush their teeth, uh, they tidy up, they get into bed, they start snoring. But I don't know, as soon as I shut my eyes, I think they all just whisper each other, right, the dickhead's asleep. And then, bang, they're out the door. Yeah, they're out. I, uh, I'm running around the space station. I, I, I've got to raise the alarm. I've got to, I've got to be honest here. <laughs> You've got to be honest here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This has happened. What, what do you say? <laughs> How do you raise the alarm? <laughs> well, I knock on the pilot's door uh, of their bedrooms. Yeah. And I say, before I go in, I go, right, I've got some news. Are you sitting down? How's that possible? <laughs> well, they, they, yeah, they, well, one of them starts screaming, like, yeah, we never sat down. I haven't sat down for four years, you arsehole. I mean, again, we don't get on, and, you know, I don't know. Anyway, well, I'm like, well, I've got bad news, so brace yourself. Do something, I don't know, lean against the wall, hold something. Anyway, I walk in, and one of them is tied to their bedpost. Mm. And they're screaming. I'm like, where's the other, f- where's the other five? They went, you know, look out the window. I look out the window. All five of the astronauts are completely naked, floating about in space. Dead. 
dead. I cannot believe my eyes. I am I am shocked by this. Sure. I, I'm like, oh my god. I look over to the bedpost, I'm like, who did this? And they went... Who did this? I've come in here to tell you about <laughs> these tiny aliens that I've allowed onto the spaceship to warn you that they've gone rogue. I've just noticed outside the spaceship there are five dead pilots. Yeah. And you're asking the, the remaining surviving pilot, who did this? Yeah. Who's, and, t- who's tied up? And she went, uh, who the hell do you think did this? So I walk out, shut the door, and I'm like, right, this is a problem. This is a real problem. I don't know how to drive the thing. No one knows how to drive the thing. <sighs> anyway, I see a little green thing. Go, you know, whiz straight uh, past the... Uh, out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out the corner of my peripheral vision. I see a little green thing. And I can hear laughter. <laughs> I recognise that laughter. Yeah. It's my little green apples. Yeah, well, I think we got that. So I go into the gym. No one in the gym. I go into the research area. Mm. It's been completely cleared out. Of what? Documentation. Documentation. All the papers. Everything that's usually floating about or... Floating know. about? It's quite a me- quite a messy space station given there's a dedicated caretaker. Uh, well, I told you I'm not allowed in there. They don't let right. me... They, they don't want me in there. I think, right, maybe the leisure area. I go through to the leisure area. Now, the leisure area, again, you don't see this in the movies, but there's a massive 50-inch TV and uh, there's a DVD player. As I get closer to the leisure area, I hear laughter. My little green cherries giggling away. I'm thinking, right. I open the, uh, open the door and they're all sat in a line, absolutely crying with laughter at the film... Made in America. Right. They've never seen it before. No, of course they haven't. They, they sound like they're aliens from a different planet. Yes. Despite having a reasonable grasp of English and being able to deliver you the morning papers. Yeah, well, I've got a lot of questions too, yeah? I don't have all the answers. No. I, I'm looking at them and I'm like, okay, they're liking this. They're really laughing. No, it's a funny film, don't get me wrong. So they're in this recreation room watching this film. Do you confront them about what they've done? I mean, they've killed five of your colleagues. Exactly. So I went over and I stood in front of the TV and they were going, move, move, move. And I went, I ain't moving. Till someone tells me, why the hell? And then, you know, one of my colleagues floated past. I went, can someone explain that to me? Yeah. Move, get out of the way. You're blocking the... So I I went, right, I'm I'm sick of this. And... uh, I, I went out of the space station and took the aerial off the uh, took the aerial off. So, so it wasn't a DVD. This was being picked up live from Earth. Well, no, I I thought it was on. T- I didn't realise they were watching a DVD. Right, okay. So I pulled the aerial off, came back in the room, and they were still watching it. And I was like, "Well, how are you doing this?" They went watching the DVD. It's not on uh, TV. So I smashed the TV. I smashed the screen. I went, "Look, just right. That's over." Were you scared for your life? Given- I was. I was at this point. I was at this point. I was like, right, what happened? Can someone just tell me what happened? Because last night I put you to bed, I sang you a song, we all slept beautifully. I didn't realise that as soon as I fell, as soon as my head hit the pillow, they were up. Yeah, making a mess of the kitchen and then later somehow tossing five naked people out of an airlock. <coughs> well, I know. You've smashed the TV, you're having it out with them in the recreation room. How do they react? Not well, not well. Um, 16 of them, they morph into uh, 
three bigger versions. They just blended into each other. Horrible. Right. Uh, one of the worst things I've ever seen. So I guess obviously they're aliens, so their physiology is very different from what we understand, but they're able to sort of combine their physical presence. Uh, well, again, I didn't know uh, they could do this, but they just did it. So now, three, instead of that, 16 but, uh, beautiful green baby cherries, they are yeah. now three size of, you know, an ape. And yeah. the, the babies have grown up, and I can't. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm in a pickle. They're not laughing anymore, it's got pretty serious. They're not laughing anymore, I'm not laughing anymore. I went, right, boys, uh, you uh, you just stay in here for a bit. There's uh, there's a snooker table there, you, I'll be back in a second. Snooker table? Yeah, it's the recreational yeah. area. Sure. You ever played snooker in space? No, is it hard? Slow game, slow right. game. I, um, I, I got better than. Uh, the uh, pilot quarters. Have you untied the... Um, no, I hadn't pilot. untied her, but she'd gone. Right. I then think, right, something ain't right here. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. We should get, we should get T-shirts made up of that. <laughs> something ain't right. Something ain't you've right. You've had five of your colleagues killed, one of them has been spared, is now missing, and you've got three larger aliens running amok in the recreation room, apparently playing some snooker. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could have... Uh, I could have put it better myself. So they are taking over the space station, and your plan is to what? To escape yourself, or your primary objective is to stop them, you know, getting onto Earth? Because if they can shapeshift and morph into other human beings, it sounds like they could take over quite easily. Yes, they could. I, you don't think I'm not aware of that? I'm, I'm like, right, I'm on my own here. They are... I think the main idea is to hijack the space station and maybe stop it orbiting the Earth, but sending it back to where they're from and uh, doing all, you know, basically ransacking the place and finding out about human... Uh, humans! How, do they, how did you work out they wanted to take the space station to their planet? Well, I presume that's what they were doing. I mean, again, I, 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 I couldn't hang around much longer. I knew my yeah. life was in peril. So what did you do? Make a, made, made a quick dash for the escape pod? What did you, how, did, how did you plan to escape? Well, they closed off the escape pods. That was the worst thing about it. Mm. So I thought, right, what is the only way of getting out there? And I remembered it was through the bins. The bins? The bins, through the chutes. You just dump your rubbish into Earth's atmosphere and let it burn up? Yes. Right. I, I thought that's the only way I can survive this. How are you going to survive it if it burns up? Well, that's a risk I had to take. That's quite a big risk. <laughs> I know, but there was no other way out. I'm in space. Yeah. Did you do anything to protect yourself? I grabbed a roll of tin foil from one of the yeah. uh, one of the drawers in the kitchen to try and what insulate yourself against the the impact of the atmosphere. Yeah, you've got you've got to the kitchen. You've got this tin foil wrapped around you. You're going to get into the bin. Yeah, I'm like a mummy. You know, like an ancient Egyptian mummy. Yes, I'm like an ancient Egyptian mummy from the future. I'm silver. Yeah, well, we, I'm glistening. Got the picture. I, Are the aliens trying to stop you? Well, in the... I thought I'd got away with it, but uh, they could hear me walking in the tin foil. It's very loud tin foil. Uh, so they could just hear me shuffling along the corridor. They only saw me as I'd lowered myself uh, into the chute. Yeah. And uh, for a moment, I thought, are they going to stop me? Are they going to try and grab me back and, and pull me up? But they just, they waved. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was they, they just waved at me. It was, it was a rare, um, again. But although their intentions were not benign, because you'd let them in initially, they were sort of quite friendly to you. I later found out that they basically, uh, they had to get rid of the pilots because the pilots knew what they were doing. Mm. They saw me as a weakness and as a bit thick. So yeah. they thought, you know what, if, it, if that guy wants to chuck himself out of a space station wrapped in tinfoil, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> let him. Fine. Yeah, yeah. no loss to us. 
Which, you know, a bit harsh, but at the same time, um, <laughs> well, they were correct. So you jettisoned yourself out of the space station, and I'm guessing, given we're talking now, the tinfoil was sufficient to stop you burning up in the atmosphere. Well, I mean, if you put something... I'm sure you've cooked a bit of salmon maybe in your oven. Salmon? No! <laughs> well, if you put something in tin foil... I think just fish fingers and chips, to be honest. <laughs> well, if, if you put your fish fingers... I mean, you can put anything in tin foil, really. But, point being, it, it's going to cook in the oven. I got very hot in there. <laughs> right, you actually got hotter then if you just jumped out. The tin foil, if anything, made me heat up a bit. Crisped me up. Really crisped me up. Yeah. I went flying through space. It's getting hotter and hotter. Getting hotter and hotter. And I'm not afraid to tell you this, but the second time in our interview, I cried. I'm a very emotional person. Well, uh, you're burning up in the atmosphere. It's not a surprise. I started crying. Best thing I ever did. Let me tell any listener, if you are in a position where you are, say, in an oven or in tinfoil going through the Earth's uh, atmosphere at pace, let me tell you, cry. The jettisons of water that came out of my uh, lobes. Lobes? Ducks. <laughs> Pardon me. Ducks, I mean, yeah. you've got to understand, I wasn't right. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I didn't you know were... my arse from, from, from my elbow. Yeah, you were crying. Oh, yes, I was crying. What this water did was it completely cooled down the inside of the tinfoil. I flew through space, yeah. crying my eyes out. Cooling yourself down sufficiently that you were able to get through the atmosphere in one in one In one, yeah, one shot. How did, you, how did you then not crash when you got to the Earth? Well, do you remember the boy who uh, had to write down the letters? Yeah, on his, on his bike. Yeah. yeah. I landed on him. Sad. Very sad. <laughs> oh, Christ. He didn't see it coming. He, he broke your fall. Yeah. He thought uh, he wrote a best-selling book. <laughs> They all do. Uh, about um, he thought I was a fly. He called me the flying burrito. I looked like a burrito. You know, just this. Uh, oh, so he he survived that encounter. Uh, a man, a man falling from his face on top of him. He did survive it. Yes, but um, are you aware of the yoga position, the downward dog? No, I'm not. Is that is that a thing? <laughs> I think so. He walks around like a dog now. Right. But well, it's not, he's, he's suffered quite an impact. Yeah. Oh, man, alive, yeah. Christ. I was a flying burrito. So you made it back in one piece. Yeah. So I got out of the foil. Now, because I'd been insulated, because of the steam, it was like I'd been in a sauna for, uh, you know, it was about 20 minutes it took from space station to desert. So my skin has never looked better. I looked absolutely rejuvenated. I also lost a bit of weight. I lost about a stone. So I actually look good. Yeah, I don't really care uh, about that. Well, I do, because when the newspapers wanted my photos, uh, I actually got a, uh, you know, I got a few offers, a few modelling contracts. I got a lot of, uh, I got had a lot of interviews, people wondering about my story. Did you, did you, did you enjoy it? Well, I enjoyed it for ten minutes. You know, I had my five minutes of fame, and I enjoyed it for ten. What more could you ask for? But I, I was I, weirdly, I was more lonelier on Earth than I was on the space station. I, I missed it. I, I, I can't lie to you. I missed it. And so it was organised uh, by NASA that I would be sent back up there as and, a sort of envoy for Earth towards these aliens. Yes, as a kind of uh, partner, ambassador. To, um, ambassador. That's the word. Uh, and so I've been up here now. Uh, well, I prefer it up here. It's it's quieter. Um, I 
you know, I, I basically have the same role as I did before. I'm still the caretaker for the place. It's just run by different people. And yeah, we aliens. get on. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's run by aliens. And who, killed, who killed its original crew. They killed the original crew. It's sad, but like I said, none of my business. Fair enough. Well, Francis Hamilton, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it, and I hope you're okay down there staying safe. Well, that's all we've got time for. This episode was researched by John Kearns and edited by Matt Ewings. Sound effects were added by Ben Williams, and the theme tune was by Nikki Green. Follow our Twitter account, at Microscope Fun, for details of live gigs and other little bits. Next week is the final episode for a short while at least, though it should be a belter as I talk to a psychiatrist captured by pirates. I wonder how he got into that predicament. But until then, remain vigilant and catch you next time on Microscope. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.